everybody. We want to welcome you to this very special Comic-Con edition of the Get Your Geek On podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Chuck Kiewatz. Robert Dokes. And Anthony Arsenio. And this is all about the news that broke all weekend at San Diego Comic-Con, the geek mecca of the world that we gather upon each July. And this Comic-Con was not a letdown by any means. I mean, we got announcements from every possible movie, show, comic you could imagine. And this is going to be your one-stop shop for all of them. So let's jump right in. Before we get into the Comic-Con news, we do have a couple movies that we want to review that we've seen since our last show. And we want to start off with Star Trek Beyond. Because I think that it's fairly easy to say that for a movie that you didn't really have any expectations for, it wound up being a great summer movie. Yeah, it did. It I, was a really great. Based I, on the first trailer, I was not excited for it. And then I never watched any other trailers after that. But I've recently been watching a lot of the original series mm-hmm. for Star Trek, so I wanted to go catch the movie, and I did, and I was so blown away by how fun it was. Well, as someone that was never a Trekkie growing up, what got me into Star Trek was the new movies that J.J. Abrams launched all like that. So this is the crew that I'm invested in. I felt like this was much more of a crew movie. But before we launch into that, I just want to say that it's very nice to know that so, so we could die off, humanity can disappear, but hundreds of years from now, the power of the Beastie Boys can still destroy all evil. <laughs> yep. Can we just talk about that scene real quick and how amazing that was, especially in IMAX. I don't know if you were in IMAX. I saw an IMAX, yeah. That was just incredible to see. We thought it was going to be Fight the Power, basically what they were playing, so I had no idea that Beastie Boys was coming out of that. But, uh, take Which is a callback to the first movie, I think, yes. when he's yeah, driving around. He's, he's, that, his yeah. uh, whole scene in his uh, like, stolen car. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, he's plane. got the stolen old car. He's like, Kurt, if you do that, and he jumps off the side of the... Which I think it was great. I mean, let's launch right into this. First of all, Idris Elba, who everyone had said, oh, I don't know how he's going to be as a villain. They layered him up under all this makeup and stuff like that. Very effective villain. Yeah. One Terrifying. Thing, one thing I will say about Star Trek, though, and this is three straight movies now where the villain... Wasn't really a villain to anyone but Starfleet, and they were only a villain because they were trying to protect their own people. That's if you think about it, Nero's the, the only one are. you could really try to say that they were like psycho, but Khan just wanted his soldiers back. I mean, Nero just really wanted to protect the Romulans because of what happened to them in the timeline he came from. And in this one, Idris Alba was just trying to keep his crewmates alive. You know I think I mean? that comes from a long line of traditional Star Trek movies where the villains are just terrorists against Starfleet. Yeah. This one more especially because of the fact that his character, uh, you know, we're giving away spoilers, sorry. Yeah, this is spoiler heavy. This Sword. entire show, yeah. if you haven't seen these movies or paid attention to Comic-Con news, turn away now. Yeah. And also, we're kind of always spoiler heavy, yeah. so. That's the way we do it. Yeah. But in this movie, he was he was very, uh, he was a military captain. He was he fought in the Zendi Wars. He was talking about the battle with the Romulans. So this is all pre-Federation. Pre-Federation. And then he becomes, the Federation forms, and they make him a star captain. And he's not and, a soldier anymore. And he's, and he's not a soldier anymore. And so he's in here, and he's been, I guess he's been catching up on what's been happening. And he's been planning this for a while. Years and years. It, and years. years and years. And he to get his vengeance to say, well, I need war again. This is what I'm going to do. One thing I did like, though, is we all know that the the fourth movie has been announced and they're bringing back Chris Hemsworth as George Kirk. There was a nice little Easter egg in how they're going to bring him in there when they were talking about how those ships got there. And he goes, a big green hand pulled them out of space and they like dropped out of a wormhole, which if you've seen the first movie, that's their time rift looked like a giant green hand. That's what happens to the Kelvin. So it was really cool. The USS Kelvin. It's going to be interesting to see how they bring him back. But as far as we all felt Into Darkness was a little bit of a slip from the first movie. And like I always say, it was Kirk versus Khan to me. Sure. And that was not an Enterprise movie. I feel like each member of the crew 
was fairly well utilized in this movie and got a fair amount of storyline. Other than the fact that Chekhov was basically just a hound dog banging chicks. That was really his only storyline. <laughs> I mean, you got to see Bones and his whole thing of trying to keep Kirk and Spock together. and mm-hmm. just the di- Which was so great, because that's exactly how the original series is. Like, the away team is always Dr. McCoy, Spock, and Kirk. And then you got McCoy and Spock bickering at each other the whole time. And that's pretty much how this movie was, too. But then, the, you know, they, they get along. It's funny, because I just watched an episode of Star Trek where... Uh, Bones and Spock are marooned on a planet together, and Kirk has to go find them, and then the same exact scenario happened in the movie, which mm. was hilarious. Well, one of the things I like, too, is the nice little nod to, number one, Letter Nimoy's passing by yeah. having Ambassador Spock pass in the movies, but also the original crew of having him yeah. have that yeah, nice that picture, picture of the original crew was such a touching nod to me. But, I mean, for all the outrage that there was about Sulu being turned out as gay... Could not have been more subtly done. Yeah, like cares? it was so classy, so subtle. It was, like, it, I, I enjoyed it, it. Was it was good? It, it didn't was, feel forced by any means. No, it, was it was just like, like this is this is his home. That's it's the twenty third like, century. Really, if you can't handle like a gay kid, it's like I can deal with the fact that they're in space and there's talking aliens, but a gay guy, I can't. What? Uh, it just blows my mind. Like, and Star Trek has always kind of been known. I mean, think the first interracial kiss in television yeah, history, in history was Star Trek. I mean, the kind of breaking barriers has been what Star Trek is about. Like, yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. So it's really interesting. Which, on a side note, uh, Kate Mulgrew, who was who's red on Orange Is the New Black, but was also captain on a Star Trek series, is going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con, and we have a confirmed interview with her. So that'll be really cool. Uh, but the movie. Movie itself, I felt for taking over for J.J. Abrams, Justin Lin did not drop yeah. the ball at all. No, no, if no, anything, no. I feel like he kind of stepped the franchise up a little bit going yeah. into the future. I mean, you have Sophia Butella's character Jayla, who's now going to be a member of the crew for the fourth. Movie, she was great. Which yeah. people, that's the girl from Kingsman that had yeah. the blade yeah. legs. Which yeah. I thought her fight scenes in this movie were good. Do that hologram fight scene at the very beginning? Yeah, really cool. Was incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, getting to see how they utilize some new characters. Simon Pegg, definitely, for someone that's such a Star Wars fan, people were saying he was trying to tank this movie. No, no, no. Like, so even well outside written. of the fact that like, he wrote yeah. this film, and you're, yeah. you're sitting here like, you know, he, t- he and J.J. Abrams have a really good working relationship, and the fact that he was able to kind of pick up, he understood the characters, and molded that into the film that we saw or we watched, it was excellent. And think about the, the guy that's had his hand in both worlds, just as did it, because Simon Pegg was a big contributor for Force Awakens as yep. far as like their creative team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this movie, I feel like, knocked it out of the park on all levels. I mean, I mean, we've talked before, I think if we're going to peg it for anything, it's really not having more of an origin into how yeah. Idris Elba became Crawl. Well, to yeah. go from Benjamin Edison to Crawl would have been a nice cutaway. Like you explained, I feel like a 10-minute prequel at the beginning of the movie. Just something yeah. like they did at the beginning of the, the beginning of the in the original series and when they started this film franchise just to kind of give an ex- explanation because you're like he's this alien and you pick it up subtly over the course but like by the end of the film you have no idea how he got from here to there and it, it just it would it have been nice it seemed like he was going backwards because he was suddenly a big alien but he was slowly turning more human as the series yeah went. because he was sucking out more energy every time he sucks souls he mm-hmm. saw he got more of his human humanity back but you're like wait, wait how did how, you get to the alien how did we get here percent? in the first place well, i mean and where did you get the name crawl from exactly. and their whole language that they developed and i said that because they had a whole special language yeah. there, which was cool one thing i will say though is they brought an insane amount of emotion and human story to yeah. each character i mean kirk had that big moment where he turned a year older than his father was so he's yep. having that i don't know mm-hmm. what it means to be me spock's having that whole like the future version of me is dead do i continue with the woman i love or do i go try to save my species you know mm-hmm. it, it's just like the, the emotion that was brought to each character i thought was really 
really cool. And then like the the play off Spock and Kirk's friendship of them coming back together at the end. But I got to say the special effects in this movie were done insane. I haven't seen it in IMAX. I have to say like IMAX is the best way to see this movie. Yeah, the IMAX was the only way to see this movie. I mean, also the alien effects on here were like we saw a lot more aliens. We saw some of the, you know, I'm still waiting for the Andorians to come back for for Star Trek in full force. I'm still, I like the what they did with the Klingons and Into Darkness. But the fact that they continue to make this variety of aliens in in the franchise and uh, it's amazing, and the ships that swarm, swarm. like that. That was so ship. incredible that in IMAX, so man. And it's just—it's great new use of a story. It's not something we've seen. It doesn't feel played out. It doesn't yeah. feel like stale. Like we're sitting here, like oh, I can't believe they're making a fourth one. Yeah. Like I walked out of that, like yeah, man, I can't wait to see mm-hmm. this crew. And now you have a new crewmate. I mean, it's sad that we lose Anton Yelkin. They've already announced they will never recast Chekhov in this universe, so he's gone. But we have the addition of Jayla now, who I think makes a great crew member. I think you know she's got great personality. I, for what I thought was going to be the weak link of the movie with her character because I didn't know much about her. She definitely highlighted this movie to me. She brought real emotion to it. Great practical effects on her look. Great martial arts skills on her part for all her fights. She didn't have a stunt woman. Very few of the stunts were done by stuntmen, which I really like here. Mm-hmm. And then even just the chief scenes, like we had, when I saw the motorcycle in the trailer, I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. How yeah. Use that? that scene was actually was really, incredible. Really, really awesome good. And made sense. Like it had an actual point to prove in the plot. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, here's a motorcycle with a cool soundtrack behind yeah. it. Like, so all in all, I got to say, I give this one two thumbs up by far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it totally redeems Into Darkness. People can peg that movie and say it, it was great for what it was. I felt like it was a little bit of a dip in the franchise, and this is definitely back up on the incline. I so. thought, just to add one more thing, watching the Enterprise explode in IMAX 3D was incredible. That line just, and then they just, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And then seeing Scotty's face when he's like, we can't warp. The engines are gone as they float off into space. Like, it's incredibly well. So, needless to say, go see Star Trek as soon as you can. Great movie. Uh, just quickly to touch on Ghostbusters. I don't think that we got to review that in the last one. I think we gave it a great summer movie. I mean, it had its faults, but it definitely didn't deserve the hate that it's been getting online, especially for the Leslie Jones stuff with yeah, her having to leave be. Twitter and all kinds of things because of that. It's just absolutely insane. I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's, it's not... The world's greatest movie like, by any means, but it's not the you stole my childhood well, that people say yeah. it to be. The I, only review I really heard was that it was a funny movie that could have been funnier, and it was a scary movie that could have been scarier. Right. Yeah, that's I, the thing. If you look at the original Ghostbusters, take away the comedy, that's still a pretty scary movie. Film, film. Yeah, and this never felt like oh, that. Yeah. I think for me the problem was it wasn't that Kate McKinnon was great, Leslie Jones was great, Chris Hemsworth was absolutely hilarious in this entire film. Um, the cameos were if you've seen the film, if you just stay to the end of the movie. Make sure you stay to the end of the movie. The very end, through the, the credits. Through the credits. Um, that are in the film are great. I think the thing that really fell flat for me in the entire film was Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. That was the thing that really I hurt. I totally agree. It was like, for people that were supposed to be funny, they were not funny. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those two anyways. And it's like, well, they're, no, but... I, I mean, love like, Melissa McCarthy. Well, Melissa yeah. McCarthy is funny. Kristen Wiig is funny. They just... They were either overshadowed or did not, they just were not as funny as they could have been in the film. Kate McKinnon was like the scene stealer, right? Yeah, That's what I heard. her no, and Leslie Jones like owned those scenes where they were in it, and you're like, okay. And then compared to uh, Christian Wig and Melissa McCarthy's performance, it was like, like, what? 
How are the effects? Because they look kind of cheapo. They were actually really, really good, good in 3D, it was, especially. It was really well done. So for that part, I can't knock it. But we're not going to hesitate too long on that. We have the bigger story to get to, and that is San Diego Comic-Con Whoa. took place this week. The mecca of all things nerd and superhero related. And uh, we're going to start this one off with what I consider to be the dark horse that kind of took Comic-Con to me. And that was, I don't know if you guys saw the Power Rangers movie with that Comic-Con. I didn't and see they it. Had, oh, they had the, oh, they didn't see the trailer, trailer, but they oh, had okay. the first, like, up close and personal look at the helmets and the power coins. And one of the big things about the power coins is they look awesome. They're, like, rustic, rusted into this rock and things like that. But what they confirmed with their looks is the set pictures we saw months ago. Rita Repulsa has the green power coin. Her armor is that of the female ranger's armor. So all points say that Rita Repulsa is the fallen green ranger in this movie, which I am very excited about. That's pretty cool, yeah. But getting to see the helmets everything else like that, looks like they're really taking this seriously. Like, the movie looks insane. I think that's going to be a movie that comes out of nowhere and takes people by surprise because it's one of those multi-generational things. There are 20 years worth of people that love Power Rangers. And it's still, Power Rangers still on. And it's still relevant. Like, it still has merit. And to bring it to that grittier universe, anybody that saw the fan film that was made with James Vanderbeek, you you know what I'm talking about, like, Power Rangers can be done well and like yeah. be interesting so that was one of the cool I things forgot about that little film. short film that was awesome short film that got taken off off the internet real, real quick, quick. <laughs> yeah. really quick Robbie Shaw Carr was like you have the Black Ranger blowing cocaine <laughs> off naked strippers and then expect that thing to stay off YouTube that was great but uh so that was one of the dark horses for me but I think by far coolest thing that came out of Justice League let's just talk about it Justice League. I mean, we got a trailer that I wasn't expecting. I was expecting maybe a clip, maybe a little bit of footage that we'd get like a pirated copy of. Yeah, I, I was. Well, I think what WB, the uh, Warner Brothers, was trying to do was they were trying to prevent what happened last year. With Suicide Squad. Squad. It was like, okay, we've got to get this out. So I think they're trying to stay ahead of the PR stuff. Well, one of the things was when we reported back as the Justice League news broke, we had described the Barry Allen scene that is shown in the trailer. First of all, we nailed it to a T. Thank yeah. you very much. It goes to show that we really are not wrong here about a lot. But uh, the effects hadn't been done when that was shown to the press. So it's amazing to me that they got Cyborg done that quickly for that scene and the Barry Allen special effects. Cyborg looks really cool. Cyborg looked... Dude, they even got the blue dot on the head. Like, they nailed him to a T. But I don't think that's the the highlight of this trailer. I think, number one, Aquaman looks bad. Yeah. He looks great. Can we talk about Jason Momoa for a second? The whole opening of the trailer... The whole, I'm looking for a stranger that brings people fish. He comes on the king. Just his entrance, just turning. Because you got to remember, Bruce Wayne already knows the guy in the room that he's looking for because of the tape from Batman versus yeah. Superman. So he already knows that's the guy he's looking for. He's just baiting him. And just he turns around and just looks at talk. Slams him against the wall. Just that little that's bit. Great. And just the end line, like Arthur Curry. I hear you can talk to fish. Yeah. But I mean, so obviously we see Batman out rounding up the Justice League. And then we get the scene with Barry Allen that we had described here a few weeks ago. And I think that one scene yeah. kind of erased 80% of the problem that I had with Ezra Miller as The Flash. Uh, We're going to see what they do with him, but he has the levity, which is the one the thing levity, I, I think there's a little about. too much it's, there. The thing it was like this, it was like, I, 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 I again like what Grant Gustin says, and I'm not trying to, hey, rally for Grant Gustin. Oh, I would love to see him in the film. It, he just does it better. I don't know what he it does is. it better. But this is for what it is, which is a different take on Barry Allen. Sure. I buy it. Which yeah. is I can. I was one of the number one Ezra Miller haters, and I still remember. Number two, I love the suit. I like the new suit. I think it looks really cool. I have a bunch of the high def photos of it. I'm not disappointed really? in that See, by any means. I think means. the flash suit is my biggest problem with the entire trailer. My new problem with the biggest trailer is it's just now. Obviously, Superman's not in it. They're going to be keeping yeah, his return secret and stuff like that. It just boils down to Green Lantern at this point with me. Like it's just why. 
If you can make Aquaman that, you can redeem what Ryan Reynolds did to Green Lantern. They're just waiting it out. Yeah. It just, I, there has to be a plan because of the fact that they brought him in. I really thought that was going to be the, the the surprise at Comic Con was, oh yeah, here's your Green Lantern. That would have blown my mind. The way yeah. Captain, they did it with Captain Marvel, which we'll get to in a minute. But I mean, what are your takeaways from this trailer? It looks like they injected a lot more humor into oh, it. Oh yeah, which I it's love. definitely a lot more lighthearted in the trailer itself. Like, the Batman vs. Superman trailer was that loud, guttural music. Yeah. Yeah. And then in this one, it was, like, a goofy rock song. So right. it fits more in line with the tone of, like, Suicide Squad trailers mm. and stuff like that. They're just trying to make it look more fun. And also, in the Barry Allen scene, when Bruce Wayne just hucks the uh, the battering, Batman. that is, like, one of the coolest Batman things I've ever seen in my And then you just action. see Barry Allen putting it together like he's Batman. Yeah. Holy crap. It's like, what are you doing in my second favorite chair? Just that, that little <laughs> line. Like, it's, it's just like, like it, it, it's, it seems so well done to me. And I really think that they could knock it out of the park with this. I mean, they, it looks like they listened to the criticism of Batman versus Superman, oh, yeah. which a lot yeah. of studios don't. They just say, this is what we're making. We don't care. They're at Ice Age 5 right now. I mean, obviously, not everybody pays attention in these meetings. But for what that trailer was, which I didn't expect at all. I was sitting at work, and when that scrolled up yeah. in my news feed, I yeah, lost my mind. I was mind. not expecting to get a Justice League I called my trailer. boss. I'm like, I need a bathroom break now. It has to happen. Like, literally just ran away into yeah. the bathroom to watch it. I've watched it like 100 times since. But, I mean, what are your takes on the Wonder Woman Batman aspect of them bringing the team together? I, I like it. Uh, I like the fact that that scene where they're sitting there is like, uh, so more, he's going to... More, more, less. more, 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 yeah. more, less. It's like, so he said no. He yeah, said, he said no. They always had really good banter in the Justice League animated series. Yeah. So it's good to watch that translate That's the what film. I felt like there. Like, even Barry Allen, I felt like it was more animated series Wally. Yeah. That's uh, what I guess. Yeah, he's where made Wally. sense. Which what you name him Wally West, and like we See, said, you exactly. have your... Then all, of your, all the problems wrong. between the two casting yeah, is gone. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know why they... That is such a tiny change. I know. Like yeah. it's literally minuscule. There's this big thing going on now where they everybody wants Barry Allen to have the personality of Wally, but be the Flash as Barry. Just I don't know why you they can't don't just. Have it that who way. cares? Just make him Wally. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, Justice League trailer. Check it out. We've got over a year till that movie. One movie, the next DC movie that we are getting though, also dropped a trailer, and that was Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I gotta say, damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I actually like the Wonder Woman trailer a lot more than I like the Justice League trailer. I like the Wonder Woman trailer as a like I told him as a superhero movie, not even as like the amazing. first female yeah. superhero. Oh movie. god. It looks incredible, but it totally like explains her whole origin. I like the Steve Trevor aspect of it, just like where she sees him on the beach, like yeah. you're a man. Mm. Like and it's never, Captain Kirk. I've never, it, it's just, <laughs> but the action scenes. Dude, the lasso yeah. looks Come amazing. amazing. It looks Come so on. good. And then just that scene of her on the horse with the And they sword. made the armor so much more vibrant and bright. Like, am she I looks wrong? like Wonder Woman now. She is Wonder Woman ripped from the page. Like, as someone that was a Gal Gadot hater, when I heard she got cast, I didn't think she was, like, big enough. Like, She's Wonder Woman. That's It's official. Like, yeah, yeah. But come on, I mean, for a movie that I was literally like, eh, can't believe I'm going to have to go see this one. Now I'm like, you do. Yeah, that's Wonder shot Woman up to, like, to get I, I, I think that what we said before, they've learned from their lessons uh, of what happened with BVS. Um, you know, they've they've injected, the, they found the right amount of information to give us for the trailer without going overboard. That was nothing. No real plot points yeah. at all. From the Justice, you got a one-click glimpse of a mother box, and yeah. that was it. And he's like, I believe like, enemies are coming. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman just, oh, I've dealt with some problems before. Let's yeah. go deal with these new ones on a World War level. So, I mean, obviously, the criticism has been listened to, which I love, but I really, really think that DC won Comic-Con. I think it's fair. To, Guardians, what did Marvel do? They showed that... Kurt, well, let's let, launch into the Marvel side here. All right, first of all, 
breaking announcement, Captain Marvel has been confirmed. As we first reported back many, many weeks ago, the Brie Larson rumors turned out to be true. Fantastic. Brie Larson is our new Captain Marvel. Awesome. I'm a little bit hesitant about it. I don't really think that it's a great casting. You guys love to hear your opinion on I this I think one. it's awesome. I love Brie Larson. Yeah, I think it, uh, in terms of the in terms of what we've talked about before, I think this has been the hardest thing that Marvel has had to cast. Um, when you look at it, they've you know you've heard the name Chloe Gregorius Morantz was on that list. Um, uh, Charlize Theron, people wanted Ronda Rousey. Uh, I would have gone with Ronda, like just because of the fact uh, that you don't the need visual stunt aspect. Is Brie Larson's so small to me, like. Yeah, but at least it's not. Chloe Grace Moretz yeah. is even he's, she's half brilliant. That was if they were going the younger route. Yeah, yeah. They I mean like so they kind of have this happy medium with the character, which I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, you know, the, again, it's kind of overshadowed by the on the what DC has done with Wonder Woman, which I think is great because they're really beating Marvel to the punch on something. Um, which is incredible that Marvel's <laughs> 15 movies, movies in at and, this and, point. And they DC is three. three. You know, it's like okay, now we're gonna give you now we're gonna give you more Captain Marvel, but it's after the fact, and so I think that's gonna be the measure in which all movies are gonna be measured by, for at least for female superhero movies, is gonna be that woman Wonder Woman. Now. Thank God, because DC finally got one. And yeah. it's not with Wonder Woman. You can't even just say that it's like oh, the first female superhero movie. That movie was directed written, by a woman, written by, by a woman. woman. Like that movie just and she truly is like one of the world's first female superheroes. I think superheroes. she is the yeah. first. Absolutely. She, I think she has, she dates back to the 40s. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she, that's got to put it on the map there. But, I mean, so Marvel, obviously, they're trying to get their female-led superhero out there. I feel like they're a little bit behind the punch. I feel like this is kind of just like, oh, and here's Captain... That's how it felt to me. Yeah, yeah like, and, and oh, that's, it's Captain like, Marvel. you know, they, they wanted to have a Black Widow movie. I don't, I th- I don't, I don't think a Black Widow, Widow movie, movie. They, That was like, it was like, well, you have Black Widow. They've had all these characters, and they've never pulled the trigger, so... Now Marvel you do. has such a great cast of female characters. It just makes no sense that they wouldn't have jumped already. But they haven't done it. And so now you're, you know, now this is where DC has beat them and said, hey, we've got Wonder Woman. Here you go. So staying in the Marvel Universe, unfortunately, the rumors were true. Ghost Rider is coming to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it is not the Johnny Blaze version. Though we hope he still can be saved for Netflix. It will be the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Which people really love him. I don't know anything about him, honestly. So I have nothing going into this. But I just don't see where he fits in to S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, the aspect that, that, and from all reports and from interviews I watched and because going through the entire weekend, this is the kind of, I I guess they're looking to kind of set up uh, Doctor Strange. And so they're bringing in the supernatural, magical aspect into that. And since Ghost Rider is a supernatural character, you're looking at it from the standpoint of we need to get, you know, we need to find a way to inject this into the television universe. So here's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Robbie Reyes is a you know fairly. Is Robbie Reyes an actual Ghost Rider, or does he just have Hellfire? He powers? is. He's an actual. Point, yeah. He's so an he's actual like Flaming Skull. Ghost flaming rider. Skull Ghost Rider. Except instead of yeah, he's, yeah, he's in a car. He rides a car. Which it's, that I can see. I thought they were just going with a guy with Hellfire power, which I no. didn't like at all. So I can actually see that coming, but not great casting news by any means. Nothing jaw dropping. One thing that we did get though is the reveal of Star Lord's father in Guardians of the Galaxy, and that is that Kurt Russell will be playing Ego, the Living Planet who decided to create a human form for himself to go to Earth, bang Star-Lord's mom, and created Peter Quill, as we know him. So what are your thoughts on this big reveal, the 
big deviation from the comic books yeah. and what this could possibly mean for the future. I don't know. I don't know. Just got to wait to see it. I man. feel like they're just setting up something with, with Star-Lord the... being so pivotal to Infinity War. Oh, yeah. I think you're not dropping this. Oh, he's got this eternal heritage and he can wield yeah. an Infinity Stone. This like, You're not drilling these points home for nothing. This guy, maybe he's the one that wields the second gauntlet. It does make the scene from the first Guardians movie a little less relevant where he's in space and saves Gamora and yeah. he can like survive in the vacuum of space for a little bit. It's not as impressive now that you know he's yeah. got like and we also got confirmation sort of, of mantis in the movie which i yeah. thought was pretty cool there was footage shown unfortunately we're not going to get it anytime soon because the effects weren't done it's basically baby groot robbing um the ravager base while they're locked up to get yondu his fin and then yondu takes out a bunch of ravagers with his whistle arrow power mm -hmm. uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that is done one of the more interesting marvel confirmations that we got though was spider-man homecoming yeah. vulture the first concept art not just vulture the toy fair spoiled the other two villains Unfortunately, we will have three villains in this movie, so I worry about the pacing. But it has been confirmed that Vulture, Tinkerer, and Shocker will appear. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I'll take I'm the Shocker. I'm or... thinking Shocker might just be a one-off. Like, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, it's him chasing him. Kind of how Rhino was in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man And too. then I feel like Tinkerer is just going to be more of a behind-the-scenes villain. Tinkerer is the one that builds Vulture's yeah. suit. So Tinkerer, yeah. I think, can be a mainstay. And I really think it's going to be Martin Freeman. Or Martin Starr. Martin Starr. Why do I always mix those two up? So huh. I don't know. But <laughs> They're I, very polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's really interesting, the fact that, you know, Tinker and Vulture are going to be there. And the fact that Vulture's wings are jet-propelled rather than flapping, mm -hmm. I think it's really cool. But Michael Keaton confirmed as Vulture, as we reported months ago in one of our first episodes. So what are you guys' thoughts on this and very the footage that was shown? Can't, I can't wait. I, I wish out. I got to see some of the footage. It's it's amazing how people have said they've Marvel has corrected you know, for all of the all the things that we've talked about, that they've dropped the ball on, sort of, you know, since Civil War, they have righted the ship with the Spider-Man franchise, um, and they seem to be hitting on all points. And we, you know, we look at the casting of like, wow, there's more people coming. But I like what I'm seeing. I really want to see this film, and it's really making me excited to get, you know. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're actually doing the Vulture, because I'm pretty sure the Vulture was, like, Spider-Man's first big villain. Well, I love that the fact that Tony Stark is heavily involved in this and everything else like that and helping him reverse engineer. Basically, he faces the Vulture, can't handle it in his first battle, from what I've heard and stuff like that, and then turns to Tony Stark to try to really, because Tony's worked with Chitauri and stuff like that. He yeah. knows that technology yeah. to help him figure out how to beat Vulture. So it'll be interesting, the fact that they're pulling those Marvel ties together. But I think at this point, it's all safe to say that basically Sony's given up on Spider-Man. They just said Marvel, you know what, take it, do what you got to do, and they just are basically there in name only. Now, Fox, every, are you listening? Every, come on, get it together with the Fantastic Four. Please. But, I mean, everything coming out of this seems positive to me. I don't mind the third villain being thrown in there. I don't think Tinkerer nah. is going to be like a the villain shocker. per se. No, I, I, th I think he's there to kind of be the foil to Tony Stark because here you have another super intelligent guy who creates stuff and is, you know, is, except, you know, he doesn't have billions of dollars. He kind of does it in his basement. And uh, you want to kind of have that antithesis. You know, in playing, it's like, oh, well, Tony Stark did this, huh? Well, I'm going to make this. And it's, it's so it's like, you know, one-upsmanship in some way, shape, or form. And it's going to be fun to watch Spider-Man in high school, and all the kids in high school are kids and not 30-year-olds. Which so. I think is going to be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see as well. Now, let's get into some trailer talk. As we all know, Comic-Con is no shortage of trailers. And Doctor Strange, can we just talk about it? Let's get it out there. Doctor Strange dropped their new trailer, and their whole promise of insane visuals and amazing 3d i think is absolutely going to be delivered that movie yeah. took inception to a whole nother level we're gonna get a marvel cinematic multiverse yeah can we talk about the shambhala at the end 
Yeah. What yeah. is that? It's the Wi-Fi password. We're uh, not savages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just the little tones there. But I mean, and come up the cape flip. So yeah. good. Can we talk about the cape flip? So good. Just looks like Benedict Cumberbatch went all in. And when that he dude did. goes all in on something, yeah. it is believable it. to the T. But obviously that trailer looks amazing. We can't wait. We are mere months from that movie. Also oh, yeah. Cumberbatch related. That's this year. Yeah, yeah, that is November 4th, my friend. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're thinking. Where you, a few weeks into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's going to pop up. Doctor Strange is going to pop up. And then what? Suicide Squad's in like two weeks? Suicide Squad's yeah. two weeks. But and also Cumberbatch related, Sherlock Series 4. Yeah. I didn't see the trailer. trailer. Was it good? Yeah, that oh, was good. Yeah. Wow, is it good. Well, that doesn't come out until next year, right? That's January, yeah. But we do get a Christmas special this year. Yes, we do. Yeah. But that show's awesome. It is. I love it's, Sherlock. It's hands down one of the greatest television slash cinematic achievements that I've ever seen as far as series form. Because of the fact that they, first of all, they did the whole flip the format on its head, let's make hour and a half, two and a half long episodes, so make good. three of them. Movies. Yeah. They're basically That's movies. They're movie they quality. They're they, great. They're, each one is its own self-contained story. So I would actually call them like small movies. feature films. Yeah, they are. But I mean, to, the fact that they even got Cumberbatch and Freeman back after the fact that they've blown up the way that they have, I mean, I'm just excited. I think it's fair to say this is probably going to be the last series that we'll get with them. You think uh, so? I don't I, know. I mean, it's, they it's might just, keep going. Cumberbatch it's, with Doctor Strange, he's tied in now. He, he's tied in, but it's not like it's the same thing with Edris Alba. Edris Alba has been doing Luther for years, and yet he still manages to, you know, the B, the good thing about the BBC is they have a flexible TV schedule. So when when they do series. Uh, or you know, translated for American television seasons, seasons. Seasons. It's like it could be one or two episodes, but they're really, really good episodes. And then he goes on and does another project, and will come back to do it. That's kind of always how the Sherlock shooting schedules been. Then, they come out when they come out, and just wait for it. Yeah, just wait for it. And you know, it's so they have you know not this president. So you know, you have Edris Alba who's uh, in Thor. You have Martin Freeman who is going to is was, is a uh, Thunderbolt novel. I forget. He's the, uh, the UN guy. UN guy. Uh, you have Benedict Cumberpatch, who is now uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor yeah. Strange. So they, there's precedent for them to have that in the series. I think it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it hurts them. Um, I think that you know the BBC says We're, we'll take you whenever we can get you. We know you're now busy actors, but hey, you know, come on, do a series. We'll do it. A, you know, we'll call. We'll do it a one shot. You know, TV movie. And then you're done. Yeah, and plus I feel like since Stephen Moffat is stepping away from, like, Doctor Who mm -hmm. soon and going just to work with Mark Gaddis on Sherlock a lot, he's going to have a lot more time to yeah. put that together. I don't know. I, just, I, I don't think Sherlock's over anytime soon. No. Another trailer that dropped that I'm extremely excited for this movie, and that is the Lego Batman movie. Oh, yeah. We got our first look at Michael Sarah as Robin, who looks amazing. What a good cast, too. Dude, he nails up. There's this little scene where, they're like, you must take care of your son, the boy that you adopted the orphanage. And it cuts to surveillance footage, and it's just him sliding down one of Bruce Wayne's giant tables. <laughs> and he's in front of a, a hidden camera. He goes, hello, secret camera. And it's just like, he's so innocent and everything else like that. And then how he gets his costume is hilarious. It's a reggae costume yeah. that he tears the pants off of. But I mean, it just and Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. I mean, come on. I mean, you're just nailing out of the park. But um, the chemistry between Will Arnett and Michael Sarah was apparent in Arrested mm -hmm. Development. I think it's only going to continue yeah. with these movies. The fact that they just get to blow out these characters. Jonah Hill's coming back as the annoying Green Lantern. That's which awesome. Which is hilarious. I mean, did you see the yeah, Lego yeah. movie? When of course. You, guess who's going to be roomies? And the Superman's Superman, like, does Superman. have any kryptonite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kills me. But I mean, that's a movie I'm extremely excited for. Two movies that I am not excited for that drop trailers. And this week's movies that will suck. Were Kong Skull Island and King Arthur. King Arthur, uh, I, I was a little disappointed with Kong Skull Island. I'm like, 
Brie Larson. There's your Captain Marvel. I didn't know that it was taking place in modern time. That's what I have the well, problem. It with. didn't look like it looked like it was taking place in modern time. It oh, looked, it is. It, I mean, it's in modern time, but I'm thinking it was like the way that they were using helicopters. It looked like it was like 1960s Vietnam. And I'm looking at the U's and like, where is this taking place? Um, or the or the King Kong movie with Kurt Russell. That was another one. I'm just supposed to buy it in this world of digital cameras and photographers. Nobody can get a GPS signal or a satellite phone. <laughs> exactly. Nobody can be like, hell, we're here. Tropic Thunder. They had a satellite phone. Yeah, Come on, yeah. man. Get with the times. But uh, definitely not looking forward to either of those movies. We did get some announcements of the next DC movies. Because wait, wait, we wait, will... wait, wait. Who's playing King Arthur? King Arthur, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so not... Like, it's... I've seen that movie done Couldn't 50 times. So yeah. it, it's, it's Jude Law, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Desmond Honshu is in there. Uh, is it Natalie Dormer in it? Isn't she Guinevere? Uh, I might watch it then. Best movies in Westeros. <laughs> it, it's just... Uh, I, I looked at that. I was like... And some yeah. trailers for movies that definitely won't suck. Magnificent Seven dropped a new trailer. Yeah, yeah you guys that's pretty see cool. That? Yeah. How great! I had no expectations. Like, I that's a think, remake. I didn't of know a Chris remake. Pratt was like, in it. Chris Pratt's in D'Onofrio is the one that I'm yeah, in it. Venture D'Onofrio, Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, which is good for him to get back on the screen again after Predestination. He deserves it. Um, I just watched that movie Boyhood with him. I just watched that the other day. I yeah, thought it was pretty good yeah, for what it was, which is like revolutionary. Yeah, it was just an art piece. It wasn't yeah. a film. Um, uh, who else is in there? Um, the guy who played Storm Shadow in G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, Byung uh, Sung Lee or whatever. Yeah, Byung Sung Lee is in that movie. And just the cast and um, Peter Skarsgård is in that film as well. So as it's like. As a villain. Yeah. As a villain. Oh, Jessica, like, isn't it Jessica Chastain? Is I, don't think, I don't think it's Jessica Chastain. I'll settle for revenge, <laughs> but I want righteousness. But exciting for that, uh, the Batman animated movies, as tonight is the premiere of the Killing Joke in theaters, which we will be attending. Very excited about that. DC announced their next two to three animated movies. Uh, first of all, we're going to be getting the much-anticipated Justice League Dark coming out in January. Which I saw a couple stills of. Which looks pretty good to me. The one I am more excited about, though. Judas. Judas. Judas, Judas contract, contract. Judas Finally contract. confirmed. Teen and Titans that will movie. be a, a rated R animated movie as uh, well. Judas contract. Come that's on. So if that's excellent. If you could make the list of movies that you never thought you'd see a storyline brought to life. I'm pretty sure it. that's the birth of Nightwing, right? Yeah, and you also get to see Deadshot bang a teenager. Yeah, so we're interested to see how they do that. But the also one is an original Batman and Harley movie, which will be coming out next year. Which you know what, they can do pretty good things with that. Harley has taken over as like the lead DC female. And yeah. Embrace it. She's an antihero. She's the Deadpool of the DC universe. She is yeah. the Deadpool of the DC universe. So, I mean, I, I totally embrace that. Um, couple comics announcements that came out. Deadpool will be getting his own series set in the '80s, where he acquires a symbiote, and will be using that. So I'll be interested to read that. Uh, Wild Man will be returning to DC's Rebirth continuity, as well as Rorschach from the Watchmen universe, which that's been hinted at in sure. Superman comics for months yeah. now. Uh, and then it seems that in an attempt to truly kill off the X-Men, their execution date has been set. It has been long rumored that after October, since the solicitations didn't show any X titles, that Marvel would be completely eliminating the X-Men. And it seems the stage has been set for that, as October solicitations now show that Inhumans versus X-Men, the battle for survival, will be unleashed with the loser being completely wiped out of the Marvel continuity. And I think it's safe to assume that the loser will be the X-Men. So yeah. what are your thoughts on the X-Men finally getting I just, the execution I just date? read the solicitations in the parking lot when I got here like 15 minutes ago. And seeing no X-Men, it did make my heart hurt a little bit, but I mean... Maybe their time is there done. Hasn't been a great think, I, story I, since there hasn't, there hasn't been, been one. There in hasn't while. been one since you know the nineties into the. Well, all new X Men was pretty good. I thought second coming was great. great. The yeah. whole Hope storyline I really liked, but they, it petered out. But yeah. the issue here for them is this: like one, 
it's definitely Marvel Entertainment's like, yeah, we're going to kill this so that you you know, they they're they're not trying to give Fox any more stories to make money off. Of. No. And so if you kill the kill them off and you for you know formulate around the Inhumans, then they have your you know uh, super team. But and then in our rumor mill edition this week, some uh, well of our trusted sources that have not let us down yet have been rumored that at the D23 convention, Marvel will unveil Phase 4, and it is said that the Avengers movie for Phase 4 is none other than Avengers Secret Invasion. So that is very, very, very... I, uh, that's one of Nailed my favorite it. Marvel storylines. So yeah. I got to say, that's something I'm very excited about. It makes sense with what they're setting up. But not getting into that, let's get into the Netflix realm for a second. Luke Cage dropped a trailer. Oh, yes. yes. And can I tell you how oh, excited so I am? The, like that producer said, the world needs a bulletproof black man right now with what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And Plus, they have that awesome Wu-Tang. It was like, if you've seen the interviews between him, Chris Coker, the showrunner of, of the program, basically said it, like every series is going to be a soundtrack and that scene where they gay where they started off in the trailer if you've seen it's it felt like a daredevil but it was like if you mix one of the daredevil fight scenes with a public enemy soundtrack, a, a <laughs> enemy soundtrack that is what you got and oh my goodness dude I, just taking bullet after bullet not even moving, moving. Just this is like it's like ripping the car door off that's so great like, you know, he wraps it around the guy that was the coolest part of i've never seen that ever he's like, in he's a like movie. Oh, yeah it's like you're gonna keep shooting okay well and then just well, like, crushes crushes him, yeah. the dude. but that looked amazing we also got our first teaser of iron fist yes which looked pretty cool like i'm a, i'm still on the borderline about finn jones as danny rant i just the whitewashing in hollywood kind of kills well me. i mean well, he's no a he, he, he's anyways. a white character i mean that's not the problem but it just seems like even his whole mystical origin is through white guys like yeah it seems like stick is is a big part of like the whole mystical realm stick was also the narrator of the defenders teaser yeah. that we got which i love you four think you can save the city you can't even save yourselves. <laughs> yeah, and that was the other big thing that came out of that. So the, obviously, I I don't know. What, what, I think we get Iron Fist. We're probably going to get Iron Fist in the spring. We said no. I think we get Iron Fist in January, and then they go Defenders in the spring because okay. they're film Defenders in November through early January. Mm. So I mean, it, it would make sense that they go every three months now. Mm. Every three to four. Because I thought I know that they were shooting defenders. They started shooting defenders back in April. Well, there's they do defend. Yeah, they're doing defenders now. Then they go to Punisher. Then they go to Daredevil season three, and then Jessica Jones season two. Okay. So I mean, they're going. Uh, they're trying to go quarterly now. So it would make sense for them to go every three to four months. That'd be awesome. Excited about that. Year. It was also confirmed we get Daredevil season three, which I don't think that shocked anybody. Nope. No. So excited to see how but that happens. I'm happy that it was confirmed. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the DC side of TV. And that's where things get heavy. First of all, just touching on Gotham real quick. Their trailer confirmed that the Court of Owls is coming to Gotham for season three. Be interested to see how that happens. Uh, not really the world's biggest Gotham fans here, but we'll move into that. It was also announced an American Crime Story, the famous show that did the OJ trial this year. Next season will be based on Hurricane Katrina. So we'll see how that plays out. It was a great show, so I have high hopes for that. The writing is always great. Uh, Powerless has set a premiere date on NBC for September 9th, the DC office workplace comedy. Very excited about that as well. What, what's the date? That is September 9th. Okay. So that'll be the first DC TV show to premiere. Alan Tudyk, baby. Let's talk DC TV, or as we call it, the DCW, because that's what it really is. It is. First of all, Supergirl. Finally making their move. They announced that starting next week, they're going to be airing two episodes every Monday to catch you up on the first season. It's going to lead right into the season premiere. They've also announced that the Superman addition to the cast this year will actually be a bit of a rivalry with Supergirl and Superman butting heads over morals, their character, and how they should awesome. involve themselves. Mm. 
incredibly That's awesome. Cool. I'm very excited about that. And I like the fact that he's just not coming in like, I know what I'm doing. Just listen to me. Okay? What, about, uh, what about Cisco season three? That's where we're going right now. And we're going to The Flash. Flash oh, dropped yeah. their first That's trailer, so, which they're only a so week awesome. into shooting. So, so we, we called that they went in early to put together a season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's another rumor. Like, our rumor mill has not let down, which I'm very excited about that. But the trailer drop. First of all, we also called Eobard was going to be a big part of it. Yeah. The fact that he had him locked up there. He's got he a coins beard. the Flashpoint name, which is hilarious to me. Can we talk about Kid Flash for a second? He looks you get, so good. You get your moment. You get your Wally in the suit. So he what are your looks thoughts? so good. I think it's a little too reverse Flash tone to me. It's the exact same yellow. Yeah, yeah. maybe You they... couldn't pick up a Sherman Williams paint chart and just say, uh, hey. I don't know. I, I just like it. I, I think it looks great. We also have Kid Flash. Tom Felton is Julian Dorn, who has suspicions of Barry because Barry doesn't remember Julian Dorn at all from his timeline. But yet Julian Dorn remembers him as being one of his good friends. So Barry picks up three months after he changes everything. He has full memories of both timelines now, which is screwing with his head. That's what you see in the trail of like him having the mirage. He's starting to realize what's real and whatnot. And it looks like everyone else's lives really weren't changed that much. Joe's still a cop. Not drastically, just their personalities. Personalities are different. I mean, like, I mean, okay. Cisco's the biggest change. Cisco's the you just changed. (laughs) I'm very excited. I was like, whoa, you don't even know me, man. String Bean. He calls him String Bean. The ego on him is going to be intense. Which, can we also add that Boston Comic Con added Danielle Panabaker to the edition? So we're actually going to get to interview Killer Frost in mere weeks now. I love her. But. So what are your thoughts on the Cisco twist? So the Cisco twist is good, but did anybody catch the alchemy? Yeah. Yes, yes. which will be voiced by Tobin Bell of Jigsaw fame from the yeah. Saw oh, movies. Cool. So very interesting to see how they're going to do alchemy with this. What are your thoughts? I am I am looking forward to this. Because he can really mess with the Flash. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's going to be, this is going to be really, really good. There's a scene in the comics where he turns like the oxygen in a room at a press conference into like poisonous gas and just yeah. kills everyone instantly. Like, Pretty cool, and I'm I'm hoping that they're going to get into. Do you think Barry still has his powers? Barry does have his powers. Yeah. That's been confirmed. He did not lose his powers at all, which is why he's shocked when he sees the Whoa. Kid Flash version appear. And they've also said that he's called Kid Flash because there is a Flash in this timeline that is doing. So we're going to be interested to see how they really? tie. Yes, so that it was to differentiate they don't know him. Who it he is, is right? not the Flash. He is Kid Flash. That's the moniker that he goes by. Whoa. They've also not identified the black speedster that we've seen in photos and that we saw in the trailer it as totally well. looks like Tom Felton. It totally does. He absolutely <laughs> looks like him. Tom Felton. So interested to see how they're going to do that. So the fact that Barry does have powers, I think, as oh. we've stated before, it's leading up to him having to team up with Eobard. And I like Eobard's little line at the end there, like, who's the villain now, Flash? Who's the <laughs> villain now? And it just his whole little thing, it's going to take me right down with it. So the motivations are definitely there, and I think Barry's going to be uncomfortable with this world, and he's going to actually want to change it. But, I mean, we're going to see how it goes from there. Arrow uh, did confirm Ragman. Uh, they've confirmed a couple new people. I'll take Ragman. That sounds all right. Their continuity is going to be affected by Flashpoint, now, but apparently it's a minimal Did you watch effect. the trailer for season I, five? I don't, because I don't watch the show. I just don't. I didn't know. watch it either. It's not my show. I, just, no. I don't get it. It, it Yeah, it, it's... Did you watch it? Even when Andrew Kreisberg has no faith in like listening to him on Fat Man on Batman where he described how they only ever made Arrow to get to Flash. Like yeah. there was only ever the intention was to do three seasons of Arrow and launch the Flash. So like the fact that Arrow's even still on must be a shocker to them. Like, really guys, you're still watching? Uh, I got that. Well, I, I think what really kind of killed it again was that they when they started the Legends of Tomorrow that a lot of the writing stuff went that way, but we'll talk about that in How a second. How about that for a segue? Let's just move right into it. Legends of Tomorrow, tons of announcements. First of all, Legion of Doom. Doom. Yeah, with Cold, with Captain Cold. With Captain Cold 
Eobar Thawne's Reverse Flash, Malcolm Merlin, and Damian Dark. How about that? I'll like, take that. You got you have a time traveler, an immortal, a super technological guy with the the Captain Cold aspect of it, and then just the maniacal League of Shadows assassin training of Malcolm Merlin. So that is a formidable team to put together. Also announced not only our man Obsidian and Stargirl will also be making Star their Girl? Stargirl. Stargirl. Okay. Also promoted to CW regulars, Katie Cassidy's Black Canary Thank for God. Legends of Tomorrow and John Wesley Ship's Jay Garrick. Both of them promoted to series regulars across all four shows. Okay. Good. That's big news. The fact that John Wesley's ship as Jay Garrick is going to be floating across all of them is really cool to me. Good. I think he's going to be the Flash of Supergirl's universe. That's how I see this tying out. And Flashpoint's going to reset that universe that's already been confirmed as well. So they're going to be integrated into either Earth 1 or Earth 2. So it's going to be very easy how they set that up. What are your thoughts on Legion of Doom, though, and those four coming together? I mean, oh. that almost makes it's it a more rivaling show than Flash. Like that's going to put it. It, right it, it up does there. because <laughs> it takes a lot of the, it takes a lot of the things where, I, well, man, again, Arrow's getting the short end of the you know shaft here, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea here is, man, like they they take some of the best villains on Flash and the two best villains on um, so the best villains of Flash and the best villains on Arrow and are putting them in a show with people that are not necessarily. Uh, good to equip to fight them. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, it's interesting to see how they're going to do it. One of the things I do like is set photos have repeated that a famous scene from the Blackest Night franchise will be making its way, and that is Firestorm transmutes someone into salt, which I think was really, yeah, because in, in the Blackest Night comics, Deathstorm turns the other half of the current Firestorm into salt, which mm-hmm. and it's like a heartbreaking scene because it's the dude's girlfriend and everything. But it'll be interesting to see how they're getting into the Firestorm with his transmutation powers, things like that. Uh, what are your thoughts on the quick little sizzle reel that they dropped? Didn't show much, but... Well, I mean, it's only been I mean, filming four days. Yeah, so I mean, like, they, they're the later one because they're the last one to premiere in October, which I like that it's not a mid-season show this time around. They're launching right into it. I mean, it seems like they really have strong writing across all four of these shows now. That's why I feel like between what we got from the DWT, D, DC TV universe and then what we got with the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League trailers, I think that's why they won Comic-Con. Absolutely. Marvel made a lot of cool announcements and quick little... Si- but we had been expecting a Luke K trailer for months now. The Defenders one was just a, literally the definition of a teaser. It was yeah. literally just logos and a quick voiceover. Iron Fist, no footage. The Guardians of the Galaxy stuff wasn't released. No. And then the Brie Larson intro was just that. I mean, DC went there with yeah. footage. Like, they were like, this is... Yeah, I think they, they went there with... Um, the way I look at it is DC just presented better all around. Uh, they had a, They had really good presentations... Um, even they didn't. T- even though there wasn't a huge suicide panel there, Suicide Squad panel, which there. the reviews are coming in. Huge. Suicide Squad did a big thing on Conan, which yeah. I watched, and it was really, really well done. I also like the fact that they've like they've done things at the ESPYS. You had that whole thing with Margot Robbie and Gronkowski. Um, they've been doing the little individual little in- vignettes with the characters uh, through. You can... Yeah, I've seen about five minutes of Jared Leto's Joker now. And yeah. I gotta say I'm in. Uh, there was the one that the trailer that dropped that you, you yeah, looked the at with the, with, the, with the soundtrack that gives a little more of the film, and you're like, okay, this is awesome. I like um, the Joker's motivation that was finally revealed that he's trying to get Harley back. back. Like, she's been taken, and that's yeah. his whole thing. Is like, yeah, I yeah. want her back. But And they also show them being injected with the bombs, which I like. It, that yeah, they're that's really cool. cool yeah. So, I mean, needless to say, they're knocking it out of the park with this. Uh, some smaller shows and movies that were there at Comic-Con that we just want to acknowledge real quick. Son of Zorn, a new show that's coming to Fox. It's a blend of live action and animation, uh, voiced by Jason Sudeikis. Looks absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's going to follow Family Guy. I haven't seen anything guy. about that, but I've heard <laughs> oh, dude, about it's, it. It's like He-Man meets Family Guy. Think yeah. of it that way. It's, it looks absolutely hilarious. Um, 
the not so secret movie, the Blair Witch sequel. That, that was looks also released. terrible. It looks so bad, and uh, like so many people at my work were going off. Like, I can't wait for this movie. Uh. I can't believe they hit it. It's like it's not a surprise. A movie did this like four months ago called Ten Cloverfield Lane, yeah. and did it much better. Yeah, like no one knew that movie was what it was till six weeks before it came no. out. And that was a great movie. This movie it just, just looks, looks terrible. Like, it's so it's sequel were, in name only. Like it's the dudes. It's no, it's the chick that went missing in Blair, which is brother going hunting for her. But she's it's like fifteen years later. So like she is. She's been dead for fifteen years. years. Dude, they should have just left it at that first movie. Yeah, that and, is, which, let it sit. The as first movie was great. Yeah. I liked it. It's, well, it started found footage. That's it all did, it is. It started found footage. I, and I still love that movie. Like, and just the, the ending, like it's one of the best. Like it's pretty just, scary. It's a horror movie. Nobody yeah. makes it out happy. Like that's how horror movies should be. Yeah. I've never been a horror movie guy, so this was just news that didn't hit me at all. Uh, and one that we just want to acknowledge real quickly: Legion, the FX X Men spinoff. Dropped their first trailer, if you want to call it that. Looks interesting. Looks very different from anything that we've seen with X-Men so far. It, it does. It kind of looks like the, uh, I don't remember if you guys remember the 1960s shows, The Prisoner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the one that the, the AMC had the remake with uh, Jim Caviezel. It kind of looked like that. It's weird with that the he, David like Holland, remake? he thinks he's crazy. No, the original one. Oh, cool. And they're actually Rover. getting into, like, we actually heard the term Omega-level mutant thrown mm. around at the SDCC panel. So, like, they're actually getting into, they say it in the trouble, he could be the most powerful mutant we've ever seen. And he just thinks he's crazy. Mm. So he keeps going on and off medication to see what's going on. I mean, I don't think they're going to have the Xavier connection because he's supposed to be Xavier's son. Mm -hmm. But So we'll see what they do with that. I mean, that's one of those shows that if they don't do it right, it'll get canceled six episodes in. So, I mean, we'll have to hold our breath and see that. And then just quickly, uh, was also drops from set pictures that we got. The Thor Gladiator Hulk armor was on display. Which yep. looks pretty cool. Comic-Con, which it's straight out of Planet Hulk. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. watch that at all, that's what they ripped that from. But, I mean, all in all, what would you guys, what's your biggest takeaway from Comic-Con? What's the biggest thing that you walked around with? Like, I can't believe that happened. I don't know, uh, the Wonder Woman trailer. For me, it's yeah. Justice League trailer. The Justice League trailer was by far the one. I, I, because it's going to shut people up for a long yeah. time. It's going it to shut up a it, lot of Yeah, haters. it's going it, it, to... Right the ship with BBS. Um, I feel like they kind of took every criticism for BBS and eliminated it with it, that yeah. one trailer. Yeah. Didn't give away too much. Didn't have crappy, overbearing music. Wasn't too dark. Introduced your characters with some levity and some tone. You have a cohesive <clears throat> storyline across the whole mm -hmm. board. Like, it just feels like boom, boom, boom. Everything yeah. that you wanted to knock Batman versus yeah. Superman for is eliminated with one trailer. So, like, the TV shows I'm definitely look. the DC TV shows I'm definitely look forward to. Um, they just keep getting better. They're like a fine line. They, they're I like, can't believe it. They, yeah. they're, they, they found <laughs> the formula. They alive. know what they're doing. Um, Which, can we just talk about that for a second? In episodic television, in 23 episode seasons, it is very hard to keep upping the ante every time and finding new ways to tell stories. Exactly. Well, that's. I don't think there's ever been a bad episode of The Flash. We got to figure with superhero TV, like with Friends, something like that, there was always an ending. Superheroes have. It's all middle story all the time. The, the origin of these characters has already been told, and you can't end their origins because you eliminate their characters. So you have to keep finding ways to tell middle yeah. story. And that's what these shows are each season. I mean, Arrow seems to have fallen off that part of it for me. And that's that's my issue here is where again you're they're balancing too much and where you feel like I honestly think you could can Arrow and yeah. just carry Legends. You can bring the elements from Arrow that are great over to Legends and have it be their mm -hmm. show or scatter them across three. Have Felicity help all three as their tech person. Yeah. And have Oliver be like an on call guy like Firestorm is for the Flash. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do away with that show, but I just feel like it's wasted money. Well, I don't even think it's wasted. Like, is you're you're not. Like, I think the biggest thing for me was last season that there was a point when they, right after they did the crossover and then they started really promoting Legends of Tomorrow where you saw the writing just go 
became Felicity. It, it, it was like it was like just went downhill, and so all the intriguing parts, the things that made the show look good, um, outside of the fact that yeah, you know, you stole a lot of Batman plot, um, just died right there on you know died rare there in the middle of the season. I think they need to bring that back in order to make that show interesting again. You know, does that mean, you know, are we getting towards the end of Arrow? Probably getting towards the end of Arrow. They were only looking to go five seasons anyway. Right. Um, Which, uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, also, just in sad comic kind of news, Teen Wolf was announced will end with this season six, the final season. Show that that I love show so went much. six seasons? Yeah. It's gone, it'll end on its 100th episode, so it Jesus. made syndication. So that'll be cool to see. I uh, just want to announce that next week's episodes, we will be doing an in-depth review of The Killing Joke, as we will be seeing that tonight. And then also, I will be doing a live broadcast from the midnight release of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child from Barnes & Noble. Looking forward to covering that one next week. Uh, so just wrapping things up here uh, with Comic-Con. I mean, I feel absolutely DC won it. I'm walking out of this extremely pumped for the new DC TV shows. Lucifer dropped some great new trailers as well. So, I mean, all in all, Comic-Con did not disappoint. Whereas I thought last year was kind of a weak con, not any real mm-hmm. trailers, anything like that. They came out swinging all around yeah, this did. year. So, I mean, next yeah. year, whereas we're hoping to actually be there as press now, so it'll be a completely different experience. But, I mean, and I like the changes that they made this year with Hall H and everything else like that. It wasn't just first come, first serve anymore. You had to do take, like, they just yeah. tried to make it a lot more fair. But the one thing I thought was stupid was they eliminated free Wi-Fi at the convention center. It's just like Pokemon Go had a huge panel there. You would have thought having free Wi-Fi would have been, every booth could make a Pokestop and you could have just drawn business because that's, it's crazy. Like at work, all the stuff that we're seeing in the malls now discounts if you're playing and yeah. oh, this place is a gym if you're a customer and stuff like that. It's did, crazy uh, to see what it's doing. Did you happen to check out uh, Kevin Smith's new show, Geeking Out? Geeking Out with Greg Gunberg, of course. Did I you watch it? it? Yes, I did. Was where you saw Matt Damon do the Guy Gardner I read. watched that clip, but I didn't watch the whole episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he has Matt Damon read for a couple different parts if he was to pick up a DC Universe. I can't remember what the Marvel one was. I think it was Namor. It was Namor. So he reads uh, a Namor role as Marvel, and then for the DC side, they pegged him as Guy Gardner. And I got to tell you, I am sold on Matt Damon as Guy Gardner. I liked his old Green Arrow from Dark Knight Returns with the one arm. He did that whole like monologue that Oliver but tell Queen me, had. You, like now that that's in your head, Ooh, really Guy think Gardner. about that. Ooh, wow, he looks like Guy Gardner. And with Dorn coming out, you like you know he's got the fighting mushroom chops. cut. Oh man, yeah, no, and, and bouncing I, I, off of Affleck's Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think Loki and Bartleby from Dogma. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I feel like that was foreshadowing. They like could that make was... a Justice League International movie. That'd be awesome. Because it's, yeah. If, <laughs> and if they, especially that's that's a great role for him. Because if, especially if it's the core, you would have Matt Damon as Guy well, Gardner. No, it is the The core is coming. Yeah, that's so what, you like, you know. They we have, have all four Earth Lanterns. The only so, one that's not is Alan Scott. Yeah. So it's going to be Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Hal Jordan. Not going to do Simon Baz or Jessica no, Cruz? No. I think which, those are two new of the characters. I think which one. But what you need to do with Green Lantern, which is rebring it back to its original fan base, get new people in and stuff like that. You have to stay with because you have to stick with who the nobody Green Lantern can read. Oh, Guy Gardner, who's that? And go pull storyline from Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass have a year's worth of comics yeah. that you can post storyline. There's not enough history yeah. where you can go back and read. And I can see, and I like Matt Damon in that role because Guy Gardner is <laughs> like Guy Gardner is as cocky sob as opposed to like you know he's he's like one up from Hal, but he's just more the of cockiness a jer- of Hal with the fighting skills of Born. Yeah, it's just 
Uh, I mean, a, that, it, I gotta send you the clip because it is convincing. It's really cool. Like, His old Green Arrow is really neat too. Oh my god! So, I mean, so definitely check out the new Kevin Smith show as well. But was it really good? It was really good. Dude, it's definitely gonna stay on AMC. It, uh, it's on AMC. It's gonna be weekly, uh, following The Walking Dead, and then Comic Book Man will lead into that as well. Awesome. Kevin Smith's gonna be running AMC soon with Buckaroo so. Bonsai and everything else. Oh, like that. Oh, Buckaroo Bonsai is gonna be. It on got that? picked up. Yeah, it was uh, a bidding war Maybe between Amazon and AMC, and then I guess AMC took it. You think they'll pick up the Mallrats sequel? Uh, Mallrats, I think. He's the one that's going to go to Amazon. Realistically, he's got and he's in like episode staging phase right now, so he's got a home for it. He just can't announce it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But I think that is going to wrap things up for this super sized special eighty page giant edition of the Get Your Geek On podcast. Anything you guys want to leave the viewers at home with? The only thing that I wanted to add was when I was reading through the October solicitations for Marvel, there was two comics that jumped out that uh really stood out to me one of them being champions which is kind of like the it's going to be like a teen titans for the marvel universe but not quite young avengers mm. because they're on their own they're not associated with the avengers at all and that's like the new cast with like miles morales kamala khan is miss marvel and the mm. the younger nova running a team black female 15 year old iron man yeah, yeah. and then also uh a new, a new Iron Man series, which is starring Victor Dr. Von Doom, Doom yeah. as Iron Man. The, I don't like that and, at all. Uh, <laughs> well, I, get, I'm definitely going to check it out. Well, Why do they keep trying to stick everybody but Iron Man in an Iron Man suit? No Pepper idea. Potts was Iron no Man idea. for a while. Like. And then the, the third comic that really jumped out to me was that they're finally, finally bringing back a new Alias comic. So Jessica Jones will have her own series again. And that that's great because I think if Alias Bendis is isn't some of Bendis' best work. Read it. He's writing it. Oh, okay. So it's, the, like it's the original writing team. So Is it's, it going to uh, be like on the form of Marvel Max or is it going to yeah, be? Uh, what was, well, the, well, what was Marvel, the adult line of Marvel, Marvel Comics? That was Marvel that's Max, was. the Max imprint. But that was only, they only did one run of Alias on that and then it switched to The Pulse, which is more of a lighthearted Marvel yeah. comic starring Jessica Jones and uh, J. Jonah Jameson, which was really neat. And that wasn't Marvel Max, but it was still as good. I think this picks up where that left off, and it's the original team that wrote Alias and did the art for Alias. Quickly, and two, we got uh, from the DC side of comic announcements, the animated Batman will meet the animated Ninja Turtles, and we're getting a Star Trek Green Lantern sequel. Yeah, yes. that series was awesome. That series was amazing because it takes the Star Trek crew and brings the different Lantern Corps, and so each member of the crew becomes a different Lantern, mm. and they have to stop them, and then like the Green Lanterns have to show them how to use the ring stuff, but like Chekhov becomes the Blue Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Spock becomes Blue Lantern, Cold Logic. Chekhov became Indigo for Compassion. Uh, Kirk became a Green Lantern. He would. Um, Bones became an Orange Lantern. <laughs> Bones? What's mine yeah, is Bones. mine. Yeah. And it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And Uhura became a Star Sapphire. Like, it, oh. it, it's just a really well written series so to get a sequel that okay. would be really cool uh but i think they yeah that's pretty much for me i think it was a great comic-con all around i mean tons of great news tons of great movies to look forward to as we head into the fall here i think dr strange definitely leads yeah. the pack for me for the upcoming other than suicide squad oh one more thing for comic-con uh, i don't know if anybody saw the interviews for black panther with ryan coogler michonne um, joining the cast yeah uh, michonne is going to be one of the guard like the head of his guard yeah move or you will be moved Think about that. <laughs> um, uh, they had Michael B. Jordan. Great interviews. Go find them on the internet. Black Panther coming to theaters yeah. next November. <whistles> Cannot wait for that movie. What but a good Comic-Con, gentlemen. Really was. I mean, just, you walked out of it. Saturday was just like the nerdgasm of news. It was just like every two minutes you had something Nobody. to react to. I know. Like, when I was at work on Saturday, I just kept like well, dude, refreshing, I'm like, refreshing, oh, refreshing. Woman refreshing. Awesome. Justice League trailer? What? New suicide... 
Doctor Strange. Things, like yeah. it was so awful. I had to work uh, a really long shift on Saturday. I worked like something like seventeen hours, so I couldn't use my phone, but I could check to see what was happening. So all these awesome trailers popped up, and I couldn't watch them until well, that's one what in the happened morning. to me. I was at work too, and I couldn't watch it. So what I kept doing was I was immediately sharing it on my wall because I'm like, this way when I get my break, I can just go yeah. on my wall yeah. and watch all the trailers. So that's what I had to. That's why if you go to my Facebook right now, it's literally like hundred and fifty <laughs> articles from Comic Con. Yeah, and I was in like a, a, a place. I was in like Beverly Farms or something, so it was total service dead zone. Uh, so there was nothing, so I couldn't even like go I had to, to the get bathroom you on the old to school check it out. Mobile walkie-talkie, Anthony Kirk. All right, play-by-play, Chuck. What do we got? Suicide Squad. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, stay tuned for Suicide Squad reviews, Killing Joke in-depth review next week, and as I said, the live special for the Cursed Child premiere. So that's gonna wrap things up for this week's episode of the Get Your Geek On podcast. I am Chuck Kiwatz, Robert Dokes, Anthony Arsenio. And we will see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Get your freak on, huh? Get your-